1: My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking, alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise, and living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now, for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams, or you resigned, they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working. But true power, true freedom is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugly This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? Well, my last few podcasts are really looking at what are your habitual patterns of reacting that keep you from thriving? What are your triggers? And so part of thriving is, I believe, living true to your values But it's also, I I believe when I look at my life, many a time I have been triggered, not realized I've been triggered. And the work I've done is like if, if we're really agitated, we're triggered from maybe what somebody did right now, but the agitation is from a memory from the past. And I have not always been responsible about that. Like, I live my life, and and I assert that most of us do, live my life like when I have a thought that they're controlling or I have a thought they're a particular way, that it is the truth rather than one view. Someone else could hear them and not come from that view. So in this, I want to, and it's useful to know what our triggers are. So one of my triggers I'm starting to see is when I feel people are telling me what to do, controlling me, or I have a thought that that isn't fair, and those definitely are triggers. Another trigger for me is when I'm in a conversation with someone and it appears that anything I say they correct it and say, "No, no, that's not the way it is. It's this way." Uh, or they—they're trying to, in my experience, have me peer small, and they're—they're they're, they're a know-it-all. Or even if someone is not a know-it-all, but they uh, like condensing know-it-all, but like you can't contribute to them because they know everything. Yeah, but that this is different or yeah but sometimes those are triggers for me and i don't know what all my triggers are but some of them are that so when i'm going back to the incident with the shoes with my landlady i came in uh, again hungry angry lonely and tired i have to really pay attention to that i came in and my shoes were removed uh, and put in a way that in the dark i'd trip on them but they were moved, and I was triggered by that, and my landlady had sent me a text. I didn't realize that till after, that she didn't like my shoes there, that uh, she wanted them in the room. So there was a few triggers. Uh, number one, I don't have room in my room. And number two, my shoes were the way they've been for over two years. And so right away, I, I have this thought, man, is she ever controlling? And this isn't fair and then i worked through it like it took i was really really agitated i worked through that and saw that incidents from my past my parents my father was like a military guy you you, you know you had five minutes you were allowed five minutes on the phone or he hung up on you he counted the apples and the bread Uh, my stepmom was like if you had a wrinkle in your bed she'd tear it apart leave you a note Uh, You were made to redo waxing the floor if it wasn't quite the way she wanted. And I'm talking a little kid, right, Uh, between the ages of 9 and 13. And so I have all this truth or evidence that when certain things are done, it isn't fair and um, you are controlling. But... I, and I also saw, uh, uh, so I felt when I texted my landlady back, uh, saying, my experience is you're very controlling. <laughs> we had had a break-in a couple of days before, and so I said, you know, my experience is when you're in an upset, uh, that you need to be in control, and I don't think my shoes are the issue. I think you have a controlling issue. And, and if you're not happy with how I've had it for, my shoes have been like this for two years and it hasn't been an issue. So if, if it's, a, if it's that important to you, then we can agree to disagree and I'll be out of here. But you know, we've worked, we've been able to work things out in the past. So I'm more than willing to have this work and I'm willing to cover the days that you have wanted me to cover, etc. etc. et cetera. And I thought that that was an okay message, but when and um, she texted me back and said, I, "I have a boundary. People don't tell me who I am or how I am, and you should only have conversations sharing what about yourself, not telling me who I am." So I said, "Well, I'll look at that and get some coaching." And so when I got some coaching from the my mentor she said controlling is a story it's not a reality the only reality was that the lady had moved my shoes and even though i'd had the shoes there for 2 years her moving them is not controlling that's controlling is a story and she said maybe she had the maybe my shoes being where they were for 2 years has bothered her for 2 years and finally she had enough nerve to say something. And I had never seen that. So I had never seen that she could, my landlady, could have that view. Why I'm sharing this is for us to look at how often we're so right about our views and we can gather evidence about our views that we don't see that it's only a view, it's not the truth. I interacted with my landlady that what I said was the truth. Anyways, when I got this coaching at first, I didn't get it. It was like, no, no, it's not fair. She shouldn't have done this, et etc. Et but what I discovered was even though I thought I'd worked through my agitation and was calm to be able to text her, I was still reacting from my past and my text was from a nine-year-old. This isn't fair. Uh, you're not going to control me. And so I put in, well, if this is that important, I'm out of here. And if I had have come from being able to look over at her view, not like I had to agree with it. So I'm not saying I had to agree with it. But if I could look that she had a view other than she was being controlling, if I was able to see that, then I would have got her, if I was at peace... bringing nothing to the situation okay my shoes are moved Uh, how do we create a solution here they're not going to fit in my room I would have heard her communication and calmly said okay I got they're bothering you right now I'm surprised uh, since they've been there for two years but maybe they have been bothering you for two years what other solution can we create other than me putting them in my room because in my room doesn't work and Maybe I could go to Ikea and find a, a cupboard. I've seen them at Ikea where they go up against the wall. They're only like six or eight inches deep and they hold shoes. I'd be willing to do that. Rather than text her that if I was accusing her, it had to be her way or the highway. But the truth is I wanted it my way or the highway. And I had not seen that because I was coming from, it's not fair and you're not going to tell me what to do. Now, what she did, I'm not saying was appropriate, but my reaction was not appropriate either. And I did not know that it wasn't appropriate. I thought I handled it really well because I saw I'd been triggered from a young age. I saw the memory. I thought I worked through that. But the truth is, my nine-year-old, it's not fair, or my 10-year-old, whatever age, uh, you're not going to control me, was texting that text back to her. And so I'm inviting you to look at for yourself, are you, do you hold on when you're agitated and then you think you've calmed down? But you, I guess what I'm suggesting is that when we give an ultimatum, it may be from the past that's running us. It's like the trigger, it's not fair, you're not going to control me, you're going to tell me what to do, could be running the show rather than you could say the same thing but in a different way and create a solution. So... My being, it's not fair, um, you're not going to control me, only I worded it quite nicely. I thought I was being generous, and I actually saw I wasn't being generous. I was like, you don't get to tell me what to do. There's no generosity in that. So I had to, uh, the opportunity was for me to clean it up with my landlady, and so I did, and was able to say, you could have had another view uh, other than me, or what I was able to say to her is that I went for coaching, and I saw from my mentor that I was not being generous with my landlady, that I was making accusations and telling her she was controlling. I had no right to do that. She had a right to say what she wanted to say about my shoes, but if my nine-year-old wasn't running the show, I would have made a suggestion that we create a solution together other than putting my shoes in my bedroom. And maybe we would have been able to work something out. I don't know. Right now, I'm still moving. I was able to see that I was responsible to have me moving happen. And I hadn't seen that before. I thought that, well, she did what she did. So I had to give her an ultimatum. And that's why I'm moving. If it hadn't been for her moving my shoes, I'd still be living here. And what I had to get responsible for is no, my interpretation of what she did and then my response back is what had me not give my notice. So that a trigger for me that gets me into trouble when I look is when I feel justified, it isn't fair, you're not going to control me and then I'm out of here. So in closing we're exploring how to thrive whether we're 10 or 110 and I'm saying when we come from there there's no thriving, it's all survival. So when you look at what are you committed to, when you look at some of your triggers, what new action could you take right now that could make a difference? What are your triggers so my invitation is to look at what your triggers are and how can you recognize them so that you can have some time to relook and then come from what you're committed to rather than what you're triggered from Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast. I'm rated number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. I'd love to hear from you. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals. I will give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they've left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes, Stitcher, Google+. Just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast. I'm rated to number five. Thanks for listening. Keep thriving.
0: Thank you for listening to ThrivingAt60.com with Wendy B